0: The Portland Trail Blazers lost their fifth consecutive game Tuesday night against Cleveland, but we are going to try and keep things positive here on the Blazer Focus Podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian Oregon Live, joined as always by Craig Burnback, who just returned from and survived Disneyland. How was it? Got a six year old running around out
1: there. Well, I mean, we talked about this already, you know, from Disneyland. No, but you're, but uh, I survived, We talked about it, it when great, you just water, got water, there. Now you, you know. Haven't you done more since? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was wonderful to now see uh um <laughs> my son at six learn what that rides won't kill you. Like he got it eventually. Not right away. At first, he thought every ride was gonna he didn't enjoy. Uh, and then uh, I was telling you this before, Aaron, I think Goofy's uh runaway train, I think that's what it's called. I think he finally figured out like, oh. Goofy's Goofy's a terrible (laughs) train driver, but he's not going to kill us. Goofy's not going to kill us. And from that, then on, I think he realized, like, grasped the concept of what rides are. Uh, And I didn't get it at first. I was like, why are you so scared? He went on Peter Pan and he he freaked out. I'm like, it's Peter Pan. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. (laughs) We're up in the air. How are we flying? Like This this doesn't seem right. Uh, So... Once he figured it out, seeing it through his eyes was uh, a lot of fun. So, you know, um, I kind of feel like uh, for uh, the young Blazers, (laughs) they're learning too. That they are. (laughs) And they're they're not going to, you know, they're going to lose. But sometimes they're going to have success. And hopefully once they'll learn that, they'll keep repeating. So the
0: Blazers left town three and four after losing to the Grizzlies on Sunday. And I remember talking to someone about it and how they're looking decent so far. And I was like, yeah, things are about to start getting ugly next week. That being that Sacramento, L.A., Utah trip. Then you came home for Cleveland. You lost that one. Now you got the Lakers Friday, OKC Sunday. I think they go two Phoenix They come back for Utah. Then Memphis, Indiana. Like, the losses are going to start piling up. But we kind of knew this going in. I don't know how bad it's going to get, especially without Ant. When Ann comes back, that maybe will stop some of the bleeding. But Regardless, you know, I spent the whole trip. I went to LA and Utah, and I wrote about Skylar Mays getting into a new contract. I wrote about Tumani Kamara becoming a starter. Uh, you know, last night off the game against Cleveland, I wrote about Shady Sharp's minutes, which went up dramatically because there's so many injuries to the guards. Um, and so I didn't really worry too much about the losses because they were pretty much a given. I mean, I, you know, I wrote a little bit about some of the fight they showed and things like and Duop Reef. There's another story that that popped up. Uh, made his NBA debut against the Lakers. But the losses are just, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're going to be the given. You know, it's like, I mean, they're, when they win, that's going to be news. When they lose, it's going to be a given because they just, the, the injuries are one thing. They didn't have enough talent to begin with, but now with the injuries, they're just, they're out there sometimes with, you know, they, well, shoot, right now they got three guys who were or are on two-way contracts and two second-round picks in the rotation. And one of the two-way guys, former two-way guys, Skylar Mazer starting, along with one of the second-round picks. So you're not going to win like that. You're just not. But that's okay because, you know, there's other positive things to focus on. And let's start with Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp has been the beneficiary of some of these injuries because he's been given a ton of minutes. He was playing really well until until these last two games. But he has demonstrated that he really can, you know, have stretches where offensively he looks unstoppable. but He's still young and makes mistakes and does things like that. But I think we learned a lot about this guy the last week or so. And, you know, you put more pieces around him, like, and to open things up, and he's going to blossom even more. What do you think of Shaden so far?
1: Yeah, I think that the league's figured him out a little bit in the last few games um, somewhat as far as how they're defending him. Athletically, like I said, every sometimes his misses are the most fun to watch. You know, he goes in, does some weird layup thing that doesn't quite work or he gets fouled or uh, doesn't get fouled just because right. you just see the athletic ability. Right. What I really love is his aggressiveness. Fearless. What I, I I said that one you know on social media, I said, you know, what I really love about Shay Sharp is he thinks he can dunk exactly. on anyone at any time. Sometimes he is wrong, but I just love the fact that he thinks he's going to do it. And that is, um, that to me is great to see in a young player, especially in a Shane Sharp, who is not um, outgoingly aggressive as far as um, on the court talking, or maybe his leadership might be different. It's not going to be a vocal leadership style. And when you talk to him, he's so kind of easygoing. But not when he sees the rim. I do pay attention a lot to his conversations on the court mm-hmm. with Chauncey Billups. Because there are many times where Chauncey brings him over and he's got that scrunched up face. Like, you know, he's saying, like, what were you doing? <laughs> like, what what was that? And then, and then you see Shaden say something. And then you see Chauncey kind of say, okay, nod his head. Right, and then right. he always pats him on the back, right? And he's still, he's still taking him out for a brief time and then putting him back in, which I think mm-hmm. that's where he's coaching him a little bit. Um, there are definitely some serious mistakes. I mean, he uh, I think it was last night. No, two nights ago, he made two terrible defense. I mean, like, it was like yeah. he was air. Guys got to the rim and he wasn't there. Um, and those are the frustrating things. But, again, this team's all about, especially now, now Shane shows <laughs> like a vet. Like, you're out there like, oh, that's Shaden. We're good, right? You know, because some of these guys, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to look him up and learn. <laughs> you know, I never expected to. You know, like, oh, who's who's, <laughs> who's who's this guy? And now I'm like, love him. Skylar Mays, I texted you during the game. I want a jersey. Like, I love watching Skylar Mays just because of his story. You know, we talk about Young. He's, you know, they got a couple 26-year-olds getting their first NBA reps so they're not super young they've had to grind to get there but as you mentioned I've been saying all along like this team's not going to win games and if that's how you're going to evaluate you're going to be really disappointed and I I think that when you have players with stories like that you mentioned you know do up wreath and maze and and Kamara as a fan that should be fun like, you got to enjoy that or you're not going to enjoy this team. If you don't enjoy guys that have had to either grind or weren't expected to be good finding minutes, then this, this is a bad year to watch the Blazers. So I've enjoyed that. That's when my mindset. Um, I, I applaud, you know, Chauncey for starting Kamara because, like I say, you know my thing, why not? Why not? All right, circling back to Shaden real quick. Let's start there. And we'll talk about all those other cats
0: uh, coming up because I wrote about all of them on the road. And we'll, and well, yeah, pretty much all of them on the road. Yeah, I was kind of writing about the new guys. Um, so here's the interesting thing about Shaden. So Shaden gets, gets the start because Ant goes down. And he starts a run where he plays 41 minutes, 35, 38, 42, 46, 40, 39, 59. So one second off of 40. basically, and then 26 last night. And it was clear he's just playing a ton of minutes, but he was playing really well up until the Utah game when he was 4 of 16 from the field, 2 of 10 on threes. And then last night, 2 of 12 from the field, 1 of 5 on threes. And I asked Chauncey before the game against Cleveland, like, are you concerned about these minutes? At first, Chauncey jokes and says, Man when I was twenty, if you coach would have told me I could play in forty minutes, you know, I, w- I wish someone would say that to me. and he's right, like guys want to play, but after a certain amount of time, it's it could wear on you, especially when you're young and you're trying to learn a league. And like you said, teams are defending him differently and adjusting. And so we kind of saw him hit the wall. you mentioned like the mistakes on defense. Chauncey talked about that. like he said straight up, it's obvious that the minutes are impacting him on defense because he had he's taking a step back in that area. So he only played twenty seven. Last night, in part, probably because it was a back-to-back as well. Shade, who doesn't say much, it's hard to get answers out of him, but he said, you know, the experience has been cool in a way because he's learning how to operate playing that many minutes. There's a different, you know, mindset you have to have. and You have to be physically prepared. He said, I have to get in the gym more and work out and be better in shape so that I can keep, you know, basically my mental focus uh, and, and trying to deal with everything that's going on in the game when you are battling fatigue. Uh, so it's interesting that, you know, it's kind of been good for him. That he's gotten all these minutes because it's development, but he's also seen the the downside of it and how you have to adjust. Um, so that was, that's a pretty interesting aspect of what's going on with Shane Sharp. And you look at his plus minus, <clears throat> it's dropped dramatically too, minus 10, minus 10, minus 27 the last three games. Um, so even when he's on the, on the court, he hasn't really been having that much of an impact because he's been struggling shooting from the field. You know, first of all, you got right. no choice. You got no choice
1: because <laughs> there's right. no, there's no one else to play, right? So uh, I don't know, uh, but yeah, I, I I don't worry about. I mean, I just think you're gonna like we've talked about. You're gonna lose them. Play. You got to learn, and you and also Chauncey's got to learn. He's got to see what they do in certain situations, certain players, right? Um, and that's how the only way to evaluate Chauncey is how these guys learn and get better so uh, but honestly the bottom line answer is what else are you going to do i mean you're playing everybody you're playing your guys <laughs> in the remix so i mean what 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 is the solution play more re- i mean i get that he wants to try to win and i think you don't want to put sharp with guys that eventually he's never going to play with and might just make worse errors than him. You know, you want to try to have him on the court and uh with guys that know what they're doing. So um my thing is if I, I'd be more concerned with Grant's minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He's playing a lot. You know, like an old older guy that can't get that they can't take out of the game. Because if they do, the offense goes kapoey, you know, and and um and obviously he's now he's there. He's their best player, and he is their only consistent scoring um, that you can count on. So, how many he's minutes at, does that guy yeah, want to play yeah, with remix guys right
0: now? But, but has, been, has had has had some forty games. At, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, yeah, he's interesting. I wrote about him late last week about. You know, Bill is basically going to him and saying, I need you to be more aggressive. And him trying to adjust his style because he's not used to being that way. He's, he's not naturally a ball hog, but you can tell he's being aggressive. Like he'll get the ball sometimes and he's just, he's either taking yes. it to the hole or he's pulling up, or stepping back or something. But he's taking it upon himself to definitely try and raise his scoring. And he's done that. I mean, he's up to, you know, he's only 20 or two points more per game than last year, but it's picked up more and more after the injury started happening. He started to score more. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he had a run where he was scoring more points. He, like seven straight games, he scored more. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Every game. So, he's, so he was kind of projected to so score crazy. 40 yeah. against the Lakers. That didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, you got to do what you got to do with all the injuries they've had. Um, but one one change that was made that had nothing to do with injuries was was Kamara, the fan favorite, Tomani, getting a start yeah. at Utah over Matisse. He responded with a solid game. You know, nine. We well, have nine points, three rebounds, three assists. Played some decent defense, but then he came back against Cleveland and uh you know didn't do very much. I know. you he well, have zero points. You have zero points in that game. Zero points, two steals, points, I believe. Three, three assists. Zero points. You know, but yeah, zero points. Over four from the field, yeah. miss all of his threes. Offense is the big thing with him right now. Can he score or not? I know fans love him, and I'm. Yeah, right now he can't. No. He did in college though. Like no. he, he shot pretty decently in college. So maybe that'll come around as he gets, you know, more use of things. But, you know, if your offensive skills aren't there yet at this level, those can develop. But you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to handle a ball when you're playing defense. You just have to have aggressiveness, tenacity, no fear, and bring it. He's six eight. He's got length. Does not care or fear anybody. And so that's added something to the lineup. But you gotta get scoring out of your small four. You just do, or it's not gonna matter in the long run but anyway what are your thoughts on him so far after two starts
1: yeah yeah all those things i mean he can't score um he's a second round pick second round picks don't usually play in their first year if at all (laughs) ever right i mean we know what the percentages are so and his efforts there every night and coach can knows what he's gonna get he's not designing any plays i'm a little surprised that you know He's not getting some put dunks or something like that on the offense, you know, glass as much, uh, but usually he's tipping it out or he's grabbing it and he's throwing it out, but great offensive rebounder. Like, he's crashing the the glass. He's picking guys up, you know, half court, but I know enough about basketball to watch him make mistakes too, you know, for some easy layups. Last night was not a good defensive performance. I mean, there were a lot of easy layups that, that they gave up, um, and, uh, but, you know, to me, he's he's a, he's gravy, right? You know, I mean, this is good. You hope that he keeps going in that direction, uh, because the other bigger names in the trades, uh, your injury-prone guys, have gotten hurt, and I know we're going to talk about him. And Aiton has been um, meh. So I I would take the win. And who doesn't like a guy play as hard that plays as right. hard as he does? You know got to love that. But I mean, yes, he can he knows how to score cuz he did it for he's not 12. <laughs> you know, he's not 19 either. No, I yeah. mean just saying like he went to college, he's older. He knows he I think he's showing his basketball IQ to understand that the way he got on the court was how he was busting his hump, you know, on defense and in practice on defense. And he got put in some somewhat because of injuries and opportunity but he's getting minutes now and is in the starting lineup not because chauncey billups thinks he's going to score 18 points. right i
0: mean his lack of offensive skills is why he's a second round pick if he had high-end offensive skills he might be a lottery pick at six eight with his athleticism and ability to play defense so you know that going in and it's a nice story and i, I know everyone likes him everyone's excited about him but you know, when teams are bad, their fan base tends to latch on to whatever, you know, hope they can it's kind of find. And he offers some hope, but he's got to be able to score at some point. He's got to be a threat to hit the three, which he the other night he, he made a couple. Um, but Chauncey said he likes the fact that he slashes to the basket. He can create some things within the office that way that he does better than Matisse. But Matisse can hit a three. We know that. That's the one thing he's been doing well. But he can't really create or slash to the basket. Basket doesn't have all that athleticism that that um tumani has so you know it is what it is man it's just to me if he can develop into i I don't think if he if he's okay if he's ever starting for like when you're trying to make the playoffs then he's got to be scoring 15 16 to 18 a game you just have to be able to get that out of your three or be able to come close to getting that otherwise it's going to hurt you in the long run but at the very least if he's if he doesn't become that kind of guy you can't rely on on offensively on offense then he can still give you 25 minutes a game as a backup playing
1: some lockdown defense and scoring.
0: When the opportunities arise,
1: yeah. To me, we're so far off of worrying about what what is going to be like <laughs> on a team that's good. That I'm I'm just saying well, like that's not where my mindset is. My mindset is let's let's watch this guy can he be an NBA player? Let, let's be honest, NBA players that score zero points don't stay in the NBA right. no matter how good your defense is. Right? Like you can't you you've got um, there. I mean, there's very few. Um, Draymond Green is the only like NBA All Star like in my lifetime that's averaged less than ten points a game consistently, you know, and and because he impacts the game in so many other ways. Um, if you score zero points in twenty plus minutes, you won't play twenty plus minutes in the NBA. on a good team, you might play eight. You know what I mean? Like you might stay there for eight. Uh, but he'll get better the more he plays. And I like I like. The hope, because this year's about hope. So I want to see it when he hits a three. I'm like, yes, you know, okay. Now, now hit another one, and then he goes scoreless <laughs> in the next game, and I'm like, okay, you know. But that's what you got to do: play these guys. And um, but there's potential. There's potential that you drafted a sec- that you got a second round draft pick that's going to play in the NBA, and that's a win because it doesn't happen all the time. Okay.
0: We'll see. I got reservations. All right, let's move on to your boy, Skyler Mays, who I accidentally called Scholar when I was talking to Billups about him, and then Billups said, "Hey, he's a Scholar. He's he was, smart. He he's smart. Got a high IQ. Scholar athlete at LSU. It turns out, uh, yes. So Skyler, killing it, was playing well as a backup when Brogdon started after. Scoot was down and then Brogdon goes down and Skyler becomes the starter. And he had that 18 and 11 game. We talked after that. Then over the weekend, he put up some good games, 23, five, oh, he one assist against.
1: No, wait, he had wait. 12 assists in a game. Guy went back to Hold on know, doubling up assists.
0: Um, yeah. He had 11 against Sacramento. Right. And then 12 against the Lakers. Yeah, okay. I had, the, I had the wrong page up. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then he had 10 against Utah. He's a man after my own heart. So I talked to him yeah. before. I mean, was- oh my God, before which game? Before the Laker game, I think. Yes, Laker game, sorry. <laughs> See, I got my NBA CDs all mixed up already. And I told him, I said, dude, you're a man after my own heart. I love assists first guys. Where's I come from? And he's like, hey, that's just my mentality. That's how I've always been. I want to get people involved. You know, I believe I can score in certain situations. Uh, and I try and pick pick those spots. And he shot pretty decently, 8 for 15, 7 for 13, 3 for 8. 3 has not been there for him. He's 3 of his last uh, 16. That's not good. But he earned himself a standard contract after being on a two-way. Now, last year when he got signed to a 10-day deal and played six games, or two 10-day deals and played six games, he did really well. He shot, I think it was 15 and eight a game shot 50% and 38% on threes. And I remember asking Billups, like, how is this guy not on a roster? Defense has been a question mark with him, but I'm a bulls fan and I would start Skylar Mays tomorrow at point guard over Kobe white because Skylar gets people to ball and gets people <laughs> involved. And Deandre Aiden talked about that. I talked to him, uh, in Utah about that. And he said, you know, he, he, uh, he keeps us on schedule. He keeps the offense rolling. Ro- rolling. He gets us the ball where we want it. You know that he's going to just sort of keep things moving the way they're supposed to be moving. And that's a lot of what a point guard is supposed to do. Now, in the modern era of basketball, your point guard is also supposed to jack up 10 threes. <laughs> he's probably not that guy. But as, as far as just someone who's going to keep people involved and keep the offense going, he's been doing a really good job. And it's fun to watch because he is pretty crafty.
1: He's definitely crafty. And his pacing is kind of enjoyable. I'm gonna go way back on a guy that who was a really good defensive player, not a great offensive player, but his pacing. You remember Daryl Walker, point guard of. Darryl Walker, played for the Knicks, he played for the Cap. But I mean, just I just liked his. Uh, right. He doesn't rush. You know what I mean? Like, and he keeps them calm. So when he has the ball, they're not making terrible right. mistakes usually on offense. And other guys now that are handling the ball that you can't say that because they don't really have any point guards. So yes, this is he's got he's playing what he the way the minutes he's playing because they don't have Brogdon, they don't have Simons, and they don't have Scoot right. So they they got they had to, but he's he got I mean people call it the old man game you know whatever you want he de- he definitely plays below the rim uh, at an interesting pace. Uh, and he keeps people, you know, in between steps. Like, that's what he does is, you know, his stop start His, you know, is I'm a pass there. No, I'm not kind of, you know, and, and that's fun. Uh, so I, I love it. And also, again, uh, to me, it's all about hope and surprises. And he's been a, a very positive. Surprise. Here's something
0: that's cool about him, too. So he's played a lot of minutes <laughs> lately, obviously, since that Memphis game starting with Sacramento, 37, 38, 31, 31 minutes only. Eight turnovers in those four games, to go along with thirty-seven assists. He is essentially, right now, what they hoped Scoot would be, but with more athleticism. <laughs> well, I think. That well, I don't know, right going no, no, right, right now, that, but <laughs> as a I, rookie, right now, I think this is what they were hoping yeah, that Scoot yeah. was going to give them, but obviously with more athleticism and more pace. Um, but they're not, they weren't coming close to getting that from Scoot. We don't know where he'd be right now. You know, we'll see when he comes back, but if Scoot were out there giving him 14 and nine, right. And not making a lot of mistakes, they'd be extremely happy with that for his rookie year. So my point is you're getting that prediction production from this guy and people are saying, Oh, we're only getting it because Scoot's out. Well, but Scoot wasn't giving you this. So you're actually better with him
1: than you were with Scoot. I would just like to bring up for perspective that Skyler Mays is barely played in the NBA, right? It's his third year, but he has he's very like few games played. He is he's uh, seven right. years older. Right. He's seven yeah. years older than Scoop. No, I don't think Scott Sky, Skylar's played he's played seventy seven games, but you know, he's averaged eleven minutes in those seventy seven games. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have a lot of NBA uh, experience the most games he's ever played right. in the seasons 33 but it's like we look at him as this young player um and two things one he's not that young he's 26 but two seven years like just think about how much scoot experience scoot's gonna have like in that different role in seven years well, uh, what's your point Here's what I what's know. your point uh if my point is that that how to when people want like Scoot Henderson to jump in the NBA, like in his first end games, and be
0: no, they want no, 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 no. I want him to be better Here's than the,
1: the G League guy you promoted to a standard contract. That's all I'm saying. Fair. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm just saying though. But the the G League guy, the G League guy, who was a second round pick, right? So there's really the potential wasn't for him to be good. He's played seven more years of professional. Well, not professional basketball, so, high level basketball. basketball. He's not generational. So he, he. I'm, okay, I'm just, I'm well, just not saying
0: yet. that this is what I think they hope they were gonna get from. No, he no, no. I know, I know something like about interest. You're, you're, you're countering my point, and with the years, which I get, but I'm just saying this guy is light years ahead of Scoot, and Scoot was the third pick, and it
1: shouldn't be that way. I'm just saying that Scoot is the third overall pick. The expectations are high. He got to play very little, and now he's hurt, which stinks. And I want to see him play. I'm just saying, like when you think about basketball life and um, what kind of experience Skylar May's has. <laughs> this is on this is on uh, both ends of this. This is on both ends of this. That Skylar May's has played seven years of basketball, uh, more than. Scoot has. Um, and so we shouldn't sell him short as you know, just because of his NBA, you know, necessary experience, that he's playing this well, and we can hope. We got a lot, there's a lot of growth time for Scoot to accelerate his learning. And I agree. That's all I'm saying. I don't disagree with that.
0: I'm just saying that this level of production is what they hope to get from Scoot, and they're getting it from the G-League guy. Anyway, next up. Duop Reef, another guy, making waves. Craig Burnback, destroying teams. This cat, oh, yeah, played at LSU, I think was done in 2018, went undrafted, played overseas in several leagues, played with Matisse Thiebel on the 2020 Australian team, uh, where they became friends. Matisse was very excited for him to make his NBA debut at the Lakers. On Sunday, and he had, a, he had a nice did a nice job. Came out hit three threes pretty early in the game, or as first three shots for threes, made them made all three of them. finished that game with calling up here 11 points, three rebounds, three assists. Utah, not so well, not so good. Oh, for four and nine minutes. Didn't play so well there, but then came back last night against Cleveland, six for ten from the field for 16 points. billups loves him because he gives him something different at the center position because he can shoot the three. Especially from the corner, has some athleticism as well. But again, you know, an, an, a guy sort of like Tumani, where I say, okay, they're doing some things, but do I firmly believe they're going to be rotational players when this team gets back into playoff contention? Who knows? There's a Long way to go there. But at least, like Tumani, he's flashing some signs of being a decent talent. What do you think?
1: Well, his story's awesome. Um, that he worked so hard to get to the NBA. Um, Australian, you know, national team. He's 27. You know what I mean? Like this guy, this is like a, a movie to make your NBA debut at 27 years old after playing in China and other, you know, places. Um, so I love it. I'm rooting so big for him, uh, and he doesn't look. He looks good. Yeah, you know, he looks like he belongs on NBA floor. No, he's not. He'll be thirty, <laughs> Aaron, when they're when they're when they're a a contending team, right? Realistically, he'll be thirty. You think he's gonna make three years under contract? Like, uh, no. I mean, he could be not. He's the remix star. He's going to be the remix all-star, right? I mean, that's where Yeah, 37 is, in the remix. Yeah, 37. But maybe I'll be wrong. Yes. His, he was the you know, he blew up and they brought him up. So, um yeah, I just think that my 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 thoughts uh for for him are not again, similar to what we spoke about about Kamara. They're not about the future, they're about right now. I love seeing this guy who works so hard. Never, you know, lost sight of his NBA dream. Getting cut, summer leagues, like I said, playing in all over the world to play in an NBA game and score sixteen yeah. points. Like he shoots the three, and I'm like, oh, good. And there are not a lot of Blazers <laughs> where I'm like, oh, good. I think they're last <laughs> like, in the NBA. three point shoot. shooting. but this because <clears throat> they can't shoot. They're not good at it. You know, it's weird with Thibault and uh, and he shoot. I'm. I'm hopeful. Uh, and very few others am I hopeful. Like, I don't think Skylar Mays going to make a three. Like, he, I don't think he's – He hasn't. he's missed the rim. You know, so um, I love the story. I'm just not – again, I'm just thinking, what are the wins? What are we enjoying? How can you not enjoy a guy who makes his NBA debut at 27? You know, how right. rare is that? I mean, guys are <laughs> retiring at 27. We know plenty of guys got drafted – at 19 and 20 or an out of the league at 27 and they're not getting back in. So I love the story. I don't know what he can, I don't know what he can do, you know, in a, in, on a team that's got, I I, I don't want, I hate saying it, but you know, consistent NBA talent throughout. Obviously it took him this long to get here. So we don't know where he was before and how he got to where he is. He's a, he's a pick and pop (laughs) five. That's an NBA thing. Yeah. That's an NBA thing now, right? So good for him. Uh, he he is what I'm tuning in and enjoying.
0: All right, let's move on to the enigma that is DeAndre Ayton. So, <clears throat> sorry. Going into the Utah game, part of me wanted to get a betting account and see what the over/under on points for him would be because I felt like he's going to break 20 for the first time this season because Walker Kessler was out for Utah. And he went out there and he was 10 for 17 from the field. The most field goal attempts he'd taken, the most field goal attempts he'd made this season, scored 22 points, 10 rebounds. But then he comes back against Cleveland where they have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley who combined dominated. And he has six points on three of 10 shooting with six rebounds. Not good. And so this is the thing with Aiden <clears throat> that needs to be monitored, right? Because if your hope is, is that he's going to develop into a marquee, night in night and out, night and night out, excuse me, talent who can't be pushed into six-point nights, then he has to be able to shine in a game like this where you need him to deliver, especially with all the injuries they have. And instead, he gets completely dwarfed by uh the other two big men for excuse me, the other teams, two big men. Um now, one thing Billups has talked about repeatedly is that they haven't—they've been experimenting with him and trying to see what he do, does best. He's getting more shots from like the elbow and the, and the free throw line area. Those mid-range jumpers are starting—he's starting to shoot more of those more often. So they're running plays to sort of get him those shots, and it's something he does pretty well. Um, but he just can't disappear like this. Like he, he just—he can't. It has to be penciled in every night at least 18 and 8. And then, he, and then some nights he's going to go over and some nights he's going to go a little bit under. But he can't be getting six points in games. Now, again, it's early. They're still developing the offense around him and how they're going to use him. We'll see what happens when Ant comes back because there was a lot of things they were going to do with Ant and Aiden. And he has shown signs. He's shown flashes. But man, when he does things like that, six, night, six points last night, that just makes me think, wow, uh, he's got a long ways to go.
1: Your thoughts? My thoughts is... You know, again, if you're evaluating Aiton on these, you know, first, you know, few games with the team, it, it's not. It's a see at best. I mean, it's not just like you just said. He should average 18. He's only been above 18 twice. You know, like he's been below 10 more times than he's been above. You know, 18. I mean, he scored 18. Against Sacramento in an overtime game where, you know, nine for 14, 18 and 10. He scored 22 in the loss to Utah. By far, you know, his best offensive game, uh, 10 for 17. But, I mean, he is, he wasn't, it's not that he scored six points. He was three for 10 in 26 minutes. And he only had three personal fouls. Like, so we talk about minutes. Well, their are co- you know, Chauncey Billups thought he should only play 26 minutes. Like, that's not. He has it. some foul like, trouble. Like, that's weird. But yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah, but he didn't finish with, he only finished with three fouls. So yeah, he but he got over he, it. He, he, he was taken out. You know what I mean?
0: Because of the foul trouble. And then he came back and didn't foul again, but that that cost him, you know, that cost him seven or eight minutes, whatever is what I'm saying.
1: Well, I, here's what I would say to Chauncey let him fall Let's out, right? Don't worry about the foul trouble. <laughs> I'm like whatever, right? I mean, like, you I, doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, I I kind of feel his pain. I, it's got to be hard for him to be playing with this roster. Coming from what he came from, where he was averaging 18 and 10, and people <laughs> thought he was garbage. To right, and they traded him right to now. He's playing with point guards that you know, he doesn't even know he's never seen play before. And they're coming from the G league. And then, you know, his backup is a 27 year old, you know, guy that never played in the league. And, um, you know, I just wonder what he and grant, like what, what are their conversations like every once in a while? Like what they're are making they, $67 are they million, dollars, man. Um, yes, that's yes. their conversation. They, they make the money. Uh, it's not good. Look, he, this, this is not enough for maton that said, I do not see a commitment to saying we're going through Aiton today, no matter what. So what's he going to do? He can't, he's not a, he's not a pick and pop five. You know, he's a pick and roll (laughs) and dunk five, right? He, he has a nice mid range game. He's got the nice left and right little hooks, Uh, but you know, his game is power and strength and this team is not designed for that to happen. Because did I mention... Right, exactly. See? And
0: and Chauncey talked about that, like how teams were able to collapse inside more because there's that's yes. why losing Ant was so hard. Because Ant's that guy who can shoot 40% from threes and he'll jack him up too. So you better be out on him and then you can uh, open things up for Aiden in the pocket as Billups likes to talk about a lot. So to be fair... Aiden's shooting 56%. He shot 59 last year. He's a career 59. So his, his shooting percentage is down just a tad, but not a lot. It's not like he's shooting 45%, right? So his, <clears throat> his shooting percentage, pretty solid. Obviously, 3 for 10, that's not good last night. But, you know, like I said, they're not giving him the ball a lot. He's averaging 10 shots per game. Uh, he had 13 shots last year when he averaged 7 more points. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that your points are going to fall. And it's not necessarily his fault. And you know the offense needs to change and start using him more. All I'm saying is that at the end of the day, they need him to be 24 and 12 a night, like his average. But it should be penciled in like he should never be below 18 and, and eight, ever. And every once in a while, you're going to have those dog games. I get it, but it should be a given that dude's giving you 18 and eight at the minimum. And then eventually, he needs to be a guy who's, who's averaging, you know, in the 20s with you know, more than 10 rebounds. If he does that, if he's 24 and 12 guy with the development of Scoot, development of Sharp, then you start having something. Then you got yourself a team where you're dominant inside, you're good outside, you got to distribute our point guard, et cetera, et cetera. But if he doesn't get to those levels, then the whole thing was worthless and they, they might as well just kept Nurkic and you're paying a guy $35 million a year to give you 12 and 12. That's
1: Hassan Whiteside. Yes. My thing is you didn't you didn't trade for DeAndre Ayton for this team. Right. This specific team. So and that's, that's fair, where I'm 100%. at Because you watch guys guard him. I and mean, even Thibault, I was watching last night. I mean, they couldn't have left yeah. him more wide open right. in the corner. Like, they just ignore him. Right. And he's the guy who could shoot. Now, because – He's you know, their sharpshooter. Like, he's they their sharp so. The NBA doesn't think so. Yeah. Right. But they yeah. watch. You know, I was watching. I'm like – who is that that they're leaving? I'm like, oh, that's Thibault, and he hit it. You know, he made it. But it's like, yes, because right. he can make it wide open. They're kind of thinking like, if it becomes an issue, we'll put somebody on him and he'll miss. So they're coming down and they're going right to the paint because they don't want they don't want to give up the easy basket, no matter who it is. And Aiton's the guy that's going to get the ball down there. And instead, there's three guys around him, and either he can't get the catch, and if he does get the catch, I mean, he's really not getting the catch. Yeah. There's not a lot of in and them back out, right? There's no in. You're not like, oh, shoot it. Why'd you pass it? You're like, is Aiton in? You know, is he in the game? Like, um and, you know, there's not, there's there's not like guys that, okay. <clears throat> they're not getting turnovers and getting fast break points sure. either. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is also but, would be some of his game. But, but here's the thing. But, you know, and look, no, he's not he's cool. freaking he's 100% out, 100% right? cool. That's the part not that him. I was worried about. He's told me that. So, yes. <clears throat>
0: Which True. is great. But there was an era of the NBA where teams didn't shoot a lot of threes and things were packed in the middle and centers scored points. Centers found ways to score points and make things happen regardless of what was around them. That's my only thing. Is he that guy? I mean, if he's not that guy, are you going to pay him $45 million when this contract ends? Is it going to be worth it in the end? Or are you just going to be cool with him being a role-playing big man who occasionally can have a big game? I think they need him to be a dominant big man where – it doesn't matter who the other team has playing, he is going to get his. And we just haven't
1: seen that yet. So you are not wrong. You're not wrong about that era. But I'll say a couple things about that era. One, uh, I was a Nick fan during that era. So I know the, mm-hmm. one of the guys you're talking about is Patrick Ewing, who I loved. Um, first of all, teams <laughs> won games 88 86. That's just the truth. 94 92. <sighs> Patrick Ewing. Shot below 50% most many, many years. He finished his career at just above 50%, like at 50.4. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it now. 50.4. It was just a different era because even centers didn't shoot great. Like, he shot 56% one year, but many years. He averaged 24.5 points uh, in 93-94. I don't like reliving those years. He shot 55% but, one year. Um, and he shot.
0: He shot 56 another
1: year. One year. No, wait, he shot
0: 50. Wait, wait. I'm looking at three straight years. 55, 56, 55.
1: Right. Those are the prime of his career. Like, those were three great years. He averaged twenty, twenty-two, and his best year ever. But I'm just saying, he centers great Hall of Fame centers who are not known for but shooting. They, but here's, uh, okay. Do you remember? Um, but here's, you know how many three points? He never shot a three-pointer okay, his... in his career. I, I don't think he ever – I mean, he made like – he made 19 three-pointers in his entire NBA career. They were all okay. with the shot clock winding down. He went 19 for 125 for three. I'm just saying his shots were pretty close to the basket then, and he shot less than 50%. He only shot 50% for his career. So the game was just it – was, it was more designed for that. And they're not doing that. They're not running it through through him. You know, through Aiton, he doesn't have the opportunities even to take those shots. But I hear what you're saying. Like, at one point in time, and now what does he have to do to get that? Does he have to be the jerk? I'm
0: talking about the moments. Okay, Patrick Ewing get the ball. You put someone good on him. Patrick Ewing allows you on David Robinson. I'm not saying Aiton necessarily has to be that. I'm saying that those guys would make a play to put themselves in position to score regardless of who was on them. And yes, if you're being defended by Olajuwon and you're Ewing and you're battling back and forth, you're not going to shoot 67% on Olajuwon, right? What I'm saying is that DeAndre Aiden had some resistance with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And he shot three for 10. He couldn't, he couldn't force the action yeah, and create yeah, shots yeah. and do things special to put the ball in the damn basket. That's all I'm saying. If you're, if you're just a guy who's going to produce when you're wide open and when the, the, the defense is completely spread out. So there's no one in the, in the, in the pocket with you, right. Then, you know, then you're, you're a role player. And I think they need to be him. They need him to be more than that. They need him to be a guy that no one's going to stop him or force him into bad games like that. Cause he's going to be able to make plays and get things done. That's what I'm saying. Well, if he was that guy, and, that and, and there's in there and lies the problem because if he's not that guy for Portland. Then you're because because so Portland's never going to develop, gonna have Booker, to Paul, and Durant. So if he, you're, you're not going to have Aiden be one of your top two or three guys, then you're going to be in trouble because you're going to be paying that guy a boatload of money to just be okay, and that's just not going
1: to work. So what I would say, what I would say to that is, we don't know yeah. if Aiton's there yet. I'm not writing I, them I off. understand what you're saying, but when the when the entire offense has been designed that you've played in is designed completely different. Um, and they're not telling him to do that. I don't and, know, and I, I don't disagree him. with that.
0: Like I said, yeah. I'm not writing him off anything. I'm just saying, when you see him, I, I he went out there and he was aggressive and attacking against Utah because Walker Kessler was out. That's what I'm trying to say. Like he was aggressive. I almost put money on it. I, I, I almost, I, I was serious. I was like, I should start an account because I could bet on this. I think he's going to go off tonight. I even wrote about it in my preview without Kessler out, look for a to get 20 points for the first time this season, and then the next night. Six because he just couldn't find a way to put things together against Jared Allen, who's a way better defender than whomever, you know, Larry Mark and sometimes was on Hayden, um in that last game. So that's all I'm saying. And yeah, you know, like, yeah, we're eleven games in. I'm not writing the guy off. I would off love at to all. know. I, 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 I would love I to see. Him. I'm just saying.
1: I got to see yeah. it. And maybe during the season we'll see a time where Chauncey says, right. "Hey, we're going through Aiton." Fair. You know, and we'll see what happens. Um but, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just saying, like, the comparing, it's just there aren't a lot of guys like that. There aren't, but when you draft a guy,
0: when a guy goes Indiana, number one overall, you're so, going to pay him
1: $40, $50 million yeah. dollars in a couple of years. He's
0: got to be like that. If he's not, then right? what yep. do you, you spend, what would you make that trade for? Well, then he's got to shoot. <laughs> he's been working out. on those. That's how I'm practice shoot trading three. a bunch, by the way. You gotta pick All up. right, last thing, remix, Got to pick up home up. opener, Friday night, next game, Saturday. you excited? I know you're not. Should fans be excited? Why should fans care?
1: Real fa- I mean, your average fan shouldn't care. If they want to, fine. Uh, your crazy fan should if they want to. The amount of players that come out of the G League and, and end up being anything is so few. It's getting more because their young kids are going that route, right? So you get the scoots. Uh but yeah, no, I look, I covered I covered that that league in my Charleston days. I covered the Low Gators. Uh I, I could tell you, um, if you love basketball, then you got to really love basketball <laughs> to enjoy watching uh, that league. It's just uh... – but, you know, I'm thinking of taking my kid there because the ticket prices aren't terrible and he doesn't know the difference, right? And you, he's a really nice place to watch a basketball game. It's really – I like, I love the Child Center. So uh, in that regard, but you've got to be a real junkie, you know, basketball junkie that you think that, you know, Care about all that, um, and really believe that you you want to be able to say I saw that guy when, and you got to go to a lot of games to to make sure you actually see a guy <clears throat> that might become something because most of them are most of them are in the ninety nine percent, and that means they're really awesome at basketball, but they're not in the one hundred percent, which is the ones that make the NBA and you know star in it. But I mean. Joy, man. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. But no, I don't think most fans should invest a lot of their time in thinking that's going to be impactful.
0: Um, so we spent this whole show talking about hope, talking about the positives we see from players and things like that because this team is not very good and it's not going to be a good season. So if you are a fan who cares about those things, you should be excited about the G League and get yourself to the games when you can. Because Chris Murray's already played in two games, first round pick. Duop Reif is on the you know on the big team now, but when guys start coming back, he might play some more G League games. He played in the first game; he had thirty-seven points. I'm not sure he played in the second or not. Uh, and, and Ryan Rupert, second round pick, whom they touted as a first round talent, is going to play Friday night for sure. You're already seeing the transactions like every other day. So-and-so has been sent down to the G League. So-and-so has been recalled from the G League. Like, that's going to be annoying all season long. But it's going to mean that there's going to be some of these guys that people have hope for getting time in the G League. And in a perfect world, if this team was better, Kamara could be getting some time down there. Uh, Skyler could still be there or whatever. Maybe Scoot would make a rehab start (laughs) like in baseball there. I don't know if they would do that or not, but I'm just throwing it out there. So anyway, there's some names you know that will be playing for the remix. So if you're excited about the feature and you like these young kids, definitely go out and check them out. Also, check the schedule. I'm not sure when it is, but when the G League sends the Ignite to Portland, get out and watch them because I'm willing to bet you (laughs) you can very easily be watching someone whom the Blazers might draft next spring because. There are two players I can't remember the name, sorry, who are projected top seven picks who are on the G League night. So I'll write them more about that when those teams are coming. But those are the reasons why you would go to remix games. Sold are you sold?
1: Uh, Aaron Fetchers <laughs> gets three percent of all ticket sales. <laughs> why do gotta put
0: my business on the streets? Why I gotta put my business on the streets?
1: <laughs> I'm fine with that, man. I'm fine with that. I mean, like I said, I love I, if two old guys. Went outside, started playing catch. I would sit on the bench, and I would root for <laughs> one of them to drop it. I would cheer one and boo the other, right? Like, I don't care. If as all I would make them keep score, and I would enjoy it. So, of course, I would enjoy the remix because i watch anything, you know? I just, you know, so I'm down with any kind of fun and competition. And joy. And you're right. If you, uh, The Ignite games are definitely – that's when you'll be able to yeah. say, I saw it I mean, imagine
0: last yeah. year the remix existed. Scoot Henderson would have come in here with the D-League ignite right uh one thing that's that's you know I talked to Chauncey about this uh when he said he first got to the Blazers he was like we're behind the eight ball because we don't have a G League team like to to send Trenton Watford and and Greg Brown to to go play for those guys ended up going or Greg Brown I think played with the Clippers G League team but when they played Sacramento they had two G League games that weekend and they sent a bunch of guys down to play in that like Chris Murray who played in both games hasn't been playing that much for the, for the main team. And I talked to him last night about that. And he's like, this is great because I get a chance to go do something. And it's fun. Like there's not a lot of pressure. You're running the same system, but there's more freedom. And he got to play, you know, 60 some odd minutes of G league action in two games for a team where he wasn't playing for. And they weren't practicing. They don't practice hardly. So if you're a guy not in the rotation, you're not getting game minutes. You're not getting practice time, but now I can go play for the G league and drop 25. And it's fun. Right. And, and still, and come, still, up and and be, still yeah. come up and, and still be available.
1: available. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, for that reason, yeah.
0: it's great for guys like that. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it pays off. All right. Anything else? Oh, wait. One more thing. One more thing. Nope. Must nope. win in season nope. tournament game against the Lakers. The Blazers are one and one. They fall to one and two. I mean, two. I don't know how many two and two teams are going to get into the final eight. So, I think you got to be three and one. They got the Lakers. Can they pull it off?
1: Um, not if, if both a- LeBron and if they, Anthony okay, Davis both don't play. play. If one plays, it's over, yeah. Oh, one they won't. One more
0: quick thing I saw it. that the Laker game and last night, especially with where the Blazers are. Anthony Davis looked like what I imagine it would look like if I wouldn't play it against a bunch of fifth graders right now. <laughs> And Donovan Mitchell stuck out. <laughs> First of all, dude, it's just thick. Looks like a running back, oh, yeah. right? An NFL running back? Just running around the court doing whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted to do. Everywhere. And there was no, I mean, Theibel, could give him a little bit of resistance, but he's just too strong, too quick for even Matisse. You know, it's just, you could just totally, it. it was one of those situations where the obvious elite talent level just stood out and you're like, yep, the Blazers don't have a guy like that. And Donovan Mitchell is what they're telling us Scoot's gonna be. They say transcendent and generational. You gotta start with Donovan Mitchell. And if Scoot can become that, you got something. If not, you got nothing because there's guys like Donovan Mitchell running around and they're gonna be running around for a long time. And that guy looked like he was completely on a different level
1: last night. Yeah, I texted you, and I'm not going to say the name of the guy that was guarding him at one time. And I texted you. I don't think that guy. That guy looks like he couldn't guard you right now because Donovan so Mitchell evil. got to the hole so easy. And it, and it was. But that's uh, what they yeah. expect. That's what they expect you to be. Yes, period. That's what they told us. Well, I wouldn't even think. I don't even think Donovan Mitchell is generational. So I would think they want him to be better. I mean, like, I, they, I, they I, want I'm him to be better. Yeah, no, I, I agree generation. with you. I'm just saying. At least that dude's pretty
0: special. He may not be generational, but he's special. But that's 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 the problem with throwing out those types of words because there's so many really good players at his at Scoot's position. Is he really going to be better than all those guys? Or as I don't know. But Donovan Mitchell to me is kind like you said. He's
1: the floor maybe, and that guy's ridiculous. Anyway, all right. If I out if I if I outlive Aaron Fentress, I'm going to tell my wife I'm my on my gravestone, I wanted to say Craig Burnback. I was a generational talent. Just so that you have to come and read that. Just so you have to come and read it and debate it. Like, he was not. He was not. he be the guy at the funeral. He was not generational talent. I'll give you, tra- I'll okay. give you generational
0: but not transcendent. Alright.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: the Blazer Focus podcast. We will be back soon. Please click the subscription button and give us a positive rating. We love it. And uh, we'll be back with more positivity in this season of, uh, of losing. Thanks for listening.